0: you
1: Hey friends, welcome to this week's episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. The title of this episode is Understanding Your Dreams. And today I'm excited. We have Megan Marion, who is a dream worker who specializes in the analysis of women's dreams to promote transformational personal growth and enlightenment. She is also the founder of Women's Dream Analysis and the Women's Dream Enlightenment Podcast. Megan, it is such an honor to have you on. If this is the audience's first time meeting you, Let's get a brief background about you and get to know you a little bit more.
0: Yes. So I am a intuitive and an introvert and a mystic is partly how I introduce myself, but also a dream analyst. And I specialize in the trans, you know analysis of dreams to assist women with the transformative growth that they can achieve through them. And I really came to that after being di- diagnosed with a series of chronic illnesses. And I had what I call the perfect storm, although it was anything but perfect. But it really led me down a path of introspection and meditation. And as a result, a spiritual awakening or remembering that really called on me to then look at my dreams for guidance. And when I did, I really wanted to share that with other women so that they could harness that for themselves.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's really interesting. You know, we have something in common. You know, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease in December. So I'm really curious about how dreams can kind of help, like how they mirror and correlate with each other with that when we dive into the topic more. But first things first, what is dream analysis and what are the benefits from it?
0: So dream analysis is basically the way that you unearth what's happening in your dreams. You decode it, if you will. Mm -hmm. And the reason it is interpretation, but the reason that analysis is a better word than interpretation is because sometimes interpretation carries the baggage with it that I'm going to tell you what it means, that I'm going to say a snake means this or an owl means that, and it's going to be the same for everybody. And the reason it's more analysis is because it involves a personal introspection that arrives from me asking you specific questions. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, I draw out the actual meaning from your own subconscious, because that's where the true meaning lies. It's not going to be something that is going to be the same for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so, it's a method that I've developed that I call the dream mirror method. And it's just four steps that help you decode your own dream language so you can understand it better.
1: So, so what happens in the dream session? And you said you broke it down into four things. What are mm-hmm. the things?
0: Mm-hmm. So the first step is memory. And that's really where you record your dream. And okay. for some people, that's you know that's a difficult step. A lot of people don't remember their dreams or they don't keep a dream journal. And so learning dream recall can be a process in itself. Mm-hmm. But that's the first step. And I ask you to come up with a title for your dream. So as if you were going to name it a story. And the second step is mood. And that's where I ask you to record in your journal the mood that you experienced in the day before you went to sleep, the during the dream, and then when you woke up, how you felt. Mm-hmm. And then the third step is mirror. And so that's really where I essentially hold up what's a metaphorical mirror to you. And I say, well, let's look at all the people and the places and the actions and the situations and the colors and the numbers and everything that you might remember that happened in your dream. Mm -hmm. And let's pull out those associations with those things so that I get a better idea of what the message is so that you start to understand what's happening. And the last step is metaphor. And that's where we look at all of those things. And we say, okay, how is the story of your dream, a metaphor for something that's happening in your waking life? And what can we learn from this? And how can we integrate that to move forward and have it be part of our growth journey?
1: Mm -hmm. No, it's very interesting. And I think that's a really great way to lay out like a dream journal. Like what were you Mm -hmm. feeling before you went to bed during and after? Because it It really like sometimes when you have a dream, like you can wake up and that feeling of that dream can linger inside of you for hours, sometimes even like a day or two. Like I've had that, like, it's just really stuck with me and it's like, you can't shake that dream. And Mm -hmm. I'm always, sometimes I'll wake up in the morning. I'm like, what does it mean to like, have a, like water and and you're drowning, you know, like things like that, you know? Yes.
0: Mm. And I call Uh, that a dream hangover when it sticks with you like that.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) So with your personal journey, you know, what led you to begin dream work for women?
0: Really, I, when I discovered, when I went back and I discovered and I rekindled my connection to my dreams and to my inner guidance, but through meditation, I really was basically called to do this work. I was in the middle of, you know, doing my own career and writing a fictional novel. And I had no intent really to embark on this path. Yeah, And it was really sort of a, no, this is what you're doing now. And I said, okay, but there's a million reasons why I don't want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> And why, you know, I put all this stuff in front of myself to say, no, no, I, I don't want to do that. And um, really, as soon as I kind of Took that confident step and stepped into it and said, "Okay, hey, I'm going to do this now." Does anybody care? Um, all these women brushed around me from all around the world and said, "What you're doing is really important, and I love what you're doing, and you're making a difference in my life, and keep doing what you're doing." And I thought, right. "Okay, yeah, that's that's why I did it." Um, you know, and it really just reinforced that that sense that when you're in alignment, you're magnetizing what is supposed to be come to you and you're following your higher path that you're really supposed to do.
1: Mm -hmm. No, that's good. You're listening to your inner guidance system. We are all still trying to do, and I'm still learning how to do that myself. So kind of talking, you know, a little bit previously, you know, you were diagnosed with multiple um, illnesses, diseases, as well you know, I just expressed, you know, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Mm -hmm. How do dreams and, you know, physical things that come up in our body such as illnesses and disease uh, correlate?
0: Well, everything that's happening in our, in our body can be reflected in our dream as well as anything that the temperature of the room, as you know, can, Mm -hmm. can have a big influence. Um, Any kind of chronic pain that you have can have a big influence. But at the at the core, really, it's a combination of everything that's in our subconscious. And many times, when we do have, let's call it dis-ease with the dash in there, uh, yeah. that's that comes. Many times is a manifestation in our body of something that's already happening in our subconscious Mm -hmm. so if we can address that those those emotions that we're that we're pushing down that we're the stress or whatever it is then it we can help it from not manifesting we can help it heal and so by paying attention to what's happening in our dreams we get a much more clear picture of what might be happening in our body.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's good to like document and journal it so that you can kind of see through the nights and kind of paint like a bigger picture, because like you said, the dream recall sometimes is hard. And like, maybe you may remember your dream in the morning, but like, as the days go on, like you don't really remember it and you can't really paint the full picture if you're not documenting it. Um, and so, I know like a lot of people and me, especially when I was younger, I had a lot of nightmares. Like, what does it mean to have nightmares and how can you overcome nightmares? Especially with children, because I know my, my four-year-old would have nightmares and I was like, oh, that's just a sign of intelligence, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but obviously something else going on as well. But I would love to hear your thoughts on that.
0: Yes, I I did as well. I had recurring nightmares. And so One of the ways that we can transmute and change what's going on in nightmares is one of the ways is in waking visualization. So if we have that dream hangover and we're still upset about a dream, we can actually go into a meditative state, enter into that scene of the dream, and then imagine that a different outcome happens, Mm -hmm. create a new ending for ourselves. In doing that, we reprogram Mm -hmm. that recurring episode Mm -hmm. um, and give ourselves a chance to imagine an alternate ending. Another way that we can overcome the recurring dreams is through lucid dreaming. So it's a a more advanced technique and it requires some dedication and motivation to have attain that state of lucidity but when if you can and then you realize that you're in a dream and there you are in that nightmare again Mm -hmm. then you can actually literally while in the dream affect the outcome and change the the scenario yes so you can if you're being chased by someone you can turn around and say "Who, who are you are you or what do you want and many times when you do that they completely change and the whole scenario changes, the whole scene yeah. changes because mm-hmm. you've addressed that. And so there's many possibilities within that. And there's a, a lot of techniques that can help you unravel and get off that hamster wheel with it. Because the reason that you have a recurring dream is because there's a message trying to be relayed. There's a concern, there's a, an opportunity, and you're not tapping into that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's remarkable, like how our dreams can communicate with us. And sometimes we just don't even give it any attention. It's just like, oh, I I dreamt, you know, but it really is like our subconscious telling us something, you know, especially when we're not listening to our inner compass and what we, you know, should be doing. You know, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden our body's like freaking out. Here's another message. If you're not getting it in your dreams, you know, we're going to show up somewhere else. I mean, it's amazing, like how the body works and everything is so interconnected and we forget about that. We forget how one we all are with everything that makes us who we are. Yep, absolutely. Um, So Megan, before I dive into my four questions, which I can't wait to know what your answers are. Are there any last words or anything that the audience should know about dream analysis, overcoming, um, you know, nightmares, just, just anything you would like the audience to take away today?
0: I think the most important thing is just to start listening. Take the time in the morning to jot it down. If you remember something, find a way that works for you to start recording things because the more you record, the more you're going to start seeing different patterns, different things, different ideas, and you really can start to access and reflexively integrate that into your life. And it's, it's there for you. So why not open that
1: letter? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's very beautiful. And it's a great reminder for people to just slow down and like tap in a little bit more. And, you know, it's really easy to start taking out like a dream journal and start tracking it. And then if you want, you know, to go above and beyond that, you always contact Megan Mary, and she can help break it down for you. That's right. (laughs) Okay, Megan. So my first question to you is who and what inspires you?
0: For the what? I'm going to go with the dreams. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I think the answer to the whole question really, because it's very, that's where I find a a lot of my inspiration. That's where I got my idea for my book. That's where I've been guided and what to do in my business. That's really my compass now. And so that's for me is the, the light and the darkness that is the, the source of information. It's the treasure box and, and everything else.
1: Yeah. It's almost like you found the hidden secret. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then my second question is what is something you wished you knew when you were younger?
0: I think I, I, would have liked to have understood that everything has a way of blending together that things don't seem like they have a purpose. For example, when you're going through life, so you have this job or you, you have a friend or you uh, read a book or you, you know, you have different things happen to you, you move and you think, well, none of that really uh, goes together, Mm -hmm. you know, but I think that, it's very inspirational when you start to align yourself with your higher purpose that you start to see all the puzzle pieces fall in place.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And you start, start to trust the universe to guide you rather than trying to force it so much. Yeah. Because if you're a type A personality, or you're a very driven person, you feel like it's only, going to happen if you make it happen and it's a different part of your energetic existence to say let's let it happen yeah and that you're gonna you're being guided and that it's going to happen and you don't have to try so hard which is you know an interesting experience
1: it is letting go and trusting the universe is like hard on so many levels for so many people even mm-hmm. when you're like, okay i'll let go and then you know like an hour later you're like no <laughs> it's like, yes. it's, like, it's a it's a, a ro- yeah. roller coaster um and then my third question is what's the essential part of your daily routine
0: meditating and writing So I meditate every morning first thing or, you know, one or the other first thing um, and then write. So whether I'm writing for my blog or I'm finishing my novel or I'm just writing my dream journal or reflecting on the meditation, writing is really a healing process for me. It it is for so many people and it's very therapeutic and it's also how I think by writing Mm -hmm. so I do those two things every day and if I don't I feel a little off kilter
1: yeah yeah no writing is a really good form of expression and um, you know I even need to like put it into my daily practice better because I notice a difference like I'm always like a roller coaster like I'll do really good and then all of a sudden I stop and then I go and then I stop and I do notice the difference when I do things like that. And then when I don't. Um, so, my fourth question and the final one is the best advice you've ever received?
0: The best advice I've ever received came from my grandfather. And it was that the hand that gives is the hand that gets always. That's mm. what he would say. And so, that really instilled in me from a very young age that you can't expect anything unless you're offering something. And that it's more important to try to make a difference for someone else and then let the universe reflexively bring that back to you than it is Mm -hmm. to expect something first.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's a great advice. Well, Megan, thank you so much for coming on this week's episode of Not Your Mm -hmm. Mama's Podcast. It was such a fruitful conversation. All of her links are down below in the show notes. Don't be shy. Go say hi. And thank you for everyone who listened. And I will see you all in the next one. Thanks, guys.